Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to C3 Films. This is an open discussion. My name is Chris, and this is... Cheryl. And today we are going to be talking about the second part of Stranger Things, Season 4. So it came out on Netflix. It's been out, I think, for over a weekend now at the time of this recording. So if you haven't seen the end of it, there's a chance we're going to be talking about the entirety of Season 4 of Stranger Things as well. So obviously, since this is Part 2, make sure you go and you watch that and watch the parts before that and then come back and watch a discussion on it. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into this. I... I think the first question I have for you, Cheryl, is did it make sense to have a part two to this season? So I think that's my biggest complaint is because I don't even remember when the first part came out, but I know they made us wait at least a month, and I really don't understand why besides the only thing I can think of is to stretch out like the marketing and anticipation so that they could have two bursts of excitement and trends, um, mm-hmm. which I disagree with. I think they should have just done it normally. It just felt like one of those, um, you know, two part, uh, ending for game of Thrones, except for this isn't even the last season. So it just it just felt like a really wild decision to to kind of do this like it couldn't have been a, a like a production thing for like time where they needed time to finish it because it's netflix if they were gonna you know post they're gonna post their thing whenever they're gonna post the thing they have control over their own products so it doesn't really make sense uh why they would do this besides the whole thing about um marketing and trending what it right. did for me though is it made me kind of be confused at the beginning because I couldn't remember all the little details that had happened before. Um, and because it was such a long ending, it's basically a three-hour or maybe even close to four-hour ending to a series. But it's like in the same kind of structure as a series um as opposed to a movie so Mm -hmm. it's like as long as a movie but it's really just one stretched out episode maybe two but it's really one because there's no real hard cut like beginning and end you know what i mean like in in a Mm -hmm. series every episode is like kind of built with a we're gonna start with this and then we're gonna conclude it and then at the end, mm. it's like, okay, we're, now we're going to wrap everything up. So everything before that um, in, the, in the part one was cut and dry like that. And then now we have a three-hour, two episodes um, that are for some reason split that doesn't really have a problem in resolution. Mm. It has it's a – it's just one big resolution. Yes, Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. It is just one big resolution. And I thought that that was also very strange because I was under the impression, for whatever reason, that this was the final season. So when I saw that it was two parts, I was like, okay, that makes sense. It's the final season. They're splitting it into two parts. And I remember when we started watching it and we watched the first of the last two episodes, we didn't know how many episodes there were. And then we were going to, like, watch the next episode. And then we saw it was two hours and 20 minutes. And I said, I don't have time to watch this right now. 
But then I was like, why is this next episode two hours and 20 minutes? That's a little ridiculous. How many episodes are in the season? And then that's when we found out that that was the last episode. And then me and my roommate were both very confused at that point. Cause like, wait a second. So they made us wait a, a month for two episodes. And it's not even like you can do any real hardcore like editing slash, you know, special effects production within a month. So all of that stuff had to be like already basically complete. If anything, it would have just been like, I guess, polishes. But still, that like you said, they are Netflix. They can wait and release it all at the same time in July instead of releasing it in like May when I, when I think they originally released it. So that that felt very odd to me. Um, and so I also was just, I wasn't really a fan of it because of the fact that it, it felt weird to just have two episodes for a essentially part two. Cause it's, and like, and that part two is like you said, it's just resolution for everything that we saw in part one. But part one is like what, like seven episodes that are all like an hour and change long. Um, so yeah, so like that was something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But once I got past that, I have to say that I I genuinely enjoyed the storytelling that was on display in this um, in season four. I genuinely enjoyed how it was handled. Yeah, it was a little distracting for me to be honest. Um, and I just kept thinking, like you know, it like you know, us having a film background, you kind of know that you know, there are rules in place for why uh, we make films the way we, the way we do. And sure, a lot of it turns out to be cookie cutter. And that's why we get really excited when, you know, things break out of the norm, because um, it catches us off guard. And it's just a really unique way of storytelling. But when you break a rule, <laughs> you have to kind of understand why we have the rule before you break it so that you could break it correctly so to say it's kind of like you know the reason why we you know we're told to wash our hands um when we get home is you know so that we can make sure we don't touch everything blah blah blah, blah. but if you understand that rule where you it's because you don't want to touch stuff and contaminate stuff um, mm-hmm. Then you know, like if you if, we're, if you're gonna break this rule and not wash your hands right away when you when you come home, um, you're not gonna touch things. You're gonna be very careful about what you touch and stuff like that. So that's like correct rule breaking, right? And I don't feel right. like that's what the case is because I think it was just they broke the rules of storytelling and it was just very disorienting. And you're I talking just about for the last like, two episodes. Yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah. Mm. Because I just felt a little lost. Like, I understood that this was going to be kind of the conclusion. But the conclusion was so long that I just kind of felt a little lost in space. Like, this whole thing is conclusion. Why is it that we can't have, like, a more regulated conclusion, right? But it's also kind of, like, the first episode was, like, an hour and a half. And then the second episode was two hours or something two plus hours yeah so it just felt like maybe it would have felt better if the lengths were more balanced between the two Mm -hmm. episodes where they were like kind of both around the same amount of um length in terms Mm -hmm. of time 
um, but it just felt a little disorienting for me. So I just didn't really understand where I was in space and time. Like, when are things going to end? And I found myself kind of checking the time, the runtime. Like, where am I? Like, when is this ending? Because I just, I, I feel like I, I don't know what to look for, you know? Like, am I supposed to be excited about what's happening because it just felt like you know kind of like how a lot of people complained about the ending of lord of the rings and how like there were like there's a thing after thing after thing and there were like a thousand conclusions same thing mm-hmm. with like um star wars i think this the the eighth episode kind of felt like it was always about to end but then it doesn't end it felt a little bit like that for me right i mean i could get i could get that in the last episode but i think i'm trying to understand are you saying that you think it would have worked better for you if the episodes were separated out more? Or is it more like the length of the last two episodes that's bothering you? Because I'm, kind of, I'm trying to understand, like, because, um, like, the content that's in it obviously still works with everything that came before. And there was, like, you know, basically seven hours of TV that we got to see before that. And those episodes were also very long. There were episodes that were an hour and 30 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes. But doesn't I don't think you said that you felt the same way about those episodes, even though those were longer than normal episodes. Like most of them were basically like a short film. So I guess I'm just trying to understand um, the what would have fixed it for you. Do you think, like as far as like the content that's within the episodes, uh, in relation to the time that was spent showing it? Um, that's what I'm trying to understand. I think I just needed checkpoints because. You know how, like, the structure of, um, like, a series usually has kind of a theme or, like, one main thing that they're going to focus on? There wasn't mm-hmm. any of that. It was just kind of a blur where everything is just tossed in and everything's all happening at once. And there's also, mm. like, remember there's also, like, four different storylines that are, like, kind of completely separate from each other and then they don't really merge until the very, very end. I mean, that yeah, was... that's basically when they merge is the end. Exactly. But there's still no real checkpoints. There there kind of was, like, uh, like the, the name of the last episode, I think, was Piggyback. Mm-hmm. So I like that because I'm like, oh, the idea of Piggyback is because of Eleven being, um, like, the idea of her piggybacking and stuff like that. But it was also the end. So the last episode title is Piggyback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is weird to me because i'm like that's a weird name for the final episode of the last season uh the the finale season finale it was you know stranger things mm. <laughs> piggyback i don't even remember the title names <laughs> i kind of i, I mean I I s- <laughs> yeah i mean i sort of pay attention to that like i don't always but uh but I ended up, you know, because there were only two. So mm-hmm. it was the last thing I remember seeing. <laughs> So they stood out to you. <laughs> yeah, because there's only, like, two that you need to remember. But, like, a lot of the times when I watch a series, I look at the name of the episode of, like, what the theme is. Like, I don't know if you've seen Ozark, but at the beginning of I Ozark. Okay, well, at the, at the beginning of every episode of Ozark, there are three images and those images are something that you're going to see in the episode in that particular episode so it's kind of like something to look forward to like why am i seeing uh like a a pig or like scrambled eggs or something you know like 
what does that have yeah. to do with anything? But then it comes up in the episode, so, you know, like, to me, that's interesting. There's, there is some kind of beauty to the naming of episodes for every series, and so I think that's kind of a unique thing that only television shows get. Um, mm. And so when you name the last one Piggyback, <laughs> and I get why, it's because of Eleven, right? But that's mm-hmm. not, like the ending of <laughs> you're like the I don't show. like this title this is terrible <laughs> it just it just didn't feel it, it was just unsettling like I just needed checkpoints you know because mm-hmm. like I don't yeah. even know what the last one would be like maybe it would have been like um something one, about yeah or like uh I don't know even like movies like Lord of the Rings they have a title that means something like return of the king it's like ooh, what is that gonna be about oh so like Aragon's yeah i get be i i'm back. joking with you <laughs> I do, i'm joking with you and it does feel like a little nitpicky if i'm being honest but i also do understand where you are coming from from a standpoint of that being a thing that doesn't necessarily evoke a epic conclusion to a you know roughly what like 11 to 12 hour long journey which is what this was right because these these episodes were long so i do i do understand where you're coming from there i i do think that you're right in that this structure is very different from like what a normal series would be and like i think that's gonna like uh change the mileage for how people are able to like relate to it but essentially the way they did this this show is that it's less of a show and more like a 12 hour long movie right where it's basically just things that just happen all the way through until the end and it's very it's not so simple as being able to just kind of like watch one episode and kind of get like a conclusion for that like like story that was being told in that episode it's kind of like this whole thing that's just kind of like pulled and stretched along all these 12 hours and because the episodes also get very long yes it becomes it can become even more challenging to try to keep all the the little elements together and then you separate it out by like a month and the mo- most likely you know people are going to forget because you binged it most people binge it and when you binge stuff a lot of people don't remember a lot of the little details that they <laughs> of things that they binge like that's just the way it is and so and then like the last episodes the last two episodes are very long so i do see how that can be um that can be a challenge for some people so i get that I mean, by all means, it's it's not, like, I know I'm being nitpicky, but this is one of the few problems that I had. It was just the biggest problem that I had with <laughs> it. I'm, I'm just saying, like, everything has a checkpoint, has something yeah. that's recognizably telling you this is where we are and this is what's going to happen. Even in a movie, there's a beginning, middle, end. There's a inciting yeah. incident stuff like that like you just know because you realize that it's happening when you're watching it and yes it's cookie cutter but there are again always around it i i don't disagree with um having long and strange um like length times for a series but then when it becomes mm-hmm. muddled like that because i mean let's be real even justice league 
like Snyder's mm-hmm. four hour version, they had title cards that broke stuff up. So, you know, I didn't. <laughs> wow. Did you just, <laughs> did you just use Snyder to defend your position on another thing that you didn't like how they did? Oh my gosh. Like life has changed. Cheryl has used Snyder as a, as a good thing. Oh, wow. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> I didn't think it was good. I'm just saying that at least he tried to break it up into sections. So to like kind of help us along the way, I was still lost in that one. But um, but like, you know, at least he tried a segment like even Quint- like Quentin Tarantino also does stuff like that, where it's like kind of segmented oddly with title cards and stuff like that. But I don't necessarily like that either. Um, because I, I do still feel lost sometimes when that happens. But it's just not broken up. I just just felt very muddled together for me, and that's really like the, the biggest critique that I have on the last two episodes of the season. So gotcha. I think we can stop talking about it now because we've been talking mm-hmm. about it for like fifteen minutes, and that's half of our show. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. I was gonna say the same, but I was gonna say like so. But but besides that, like, how did you feel about like the stuff that was happening, like with the kids and the the, the three-pronged attack um, where from three different places, like three different, you know, time zones, the they're all working together to, to fight Vecna. Like, how did you feel about how that was handled? I was super interested to know about Hopper coming back and, like, how they were going to get back. I thought maybe that they would go use a portal to get back, mm-hmm. uh, like another gate that was in Russia. <laughs> Um, right. Uh, but I guess that would have been kind of difficult because they would still be in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was interesting. I was confused about whatever the shadow was and how that would affect everything and like why the all the the bats died. Um, like that that mechanic was a little confusing. I think I need to watch it back again f- to try to understand that explanation a little bit, but. Um, I wasn't sure if what they were doing in Russia was the cause of the bats dying. Um, yeah. Uh, So the thing with that, it was about the hive mind. That's what they were, that was the whole, like, argument behind it. They were saying it's a hive mind, so if we hurt some of them, then it'll hurt all of them. It's, the, the, the strength of the hive mind is what I think is a little more confusing um because obviously even eddie and dustin killed some bats and when those bats died it wasn't like the demigorgon in russia was like all of a sudden in pain right um but they're a hive mind and that's what they're trying to imply but maybe the bats have they they cause less of a reaction than a full-grown demigorgon and a bunch of demodogs but um yes the idea was that they burnt these creatures and the death of these creatures all dying in tandem caused Vecna and the other members of the hive mind pain, which would then allow for the kids to, you know, have, have their battle and win. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the mechanics of that was just, I was just kind of like, what? 
Um, <laughs> I think, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I have more issues with this, the second part than I do with the first part. Because I really enjoyed the first part. That really right. kept me on the, it was, Yeah, it was easy to binge. It kept me on the edge of my seat. But this one, um, you know, I was, I don't know about you, but I was super annoyed when, um, uh, Nancy and Steve were just casually walking through the forest talking about nothing. I'm like, Ugh. if I'm, you know, enacting this plan to save the world and I'm in this really scary place, you know, there's a time and a place for conversations like that and right. it is not here and it is not right now. <laughs> I always think of Army of the Dead when that one started too. talking with Batista. I totally said that when I was watching it. I was like, I'm getting Army of the Dead vibes here. I'm like, what is it with these TV shows and movies and stuff and the lack of urgency when the world is ending? Yes, I, I do have a problem with urgency in television shows. It wasn't, there was something else we saw recently. It might have been in Obi-Wan, but there was something else recently where it felt like there was a, a serious lack of urgency. And I noticed it in this too. And I, I was getting upset because once again, I want to say like, I like the way things come together. I like the three pronged attack. I, even if it is a little bit contrived and like, you know, kind of lucky that they happen to be damaging the, the demo dogs and stuff at the same point that um, Eleven is able to like try and kill Vecna and, you know, and all that other stuff um, at the same point that, um, Lucas is able to get away from like the bully or whatever, but like that aside, I like how that all is edited, how it comes together. It feels like an anime moment to me. So that's very enjoyable. But the thing that I absolutely hated that made no sense to me was the lack of urgency. When you know, this little girl is risking her life. Like Max is actively saying, I am putting myself as bait out there for Vecna. And you guys know that either two things, one of two things can happen. Either Max dies in the time limit and you lose, or they have to like use the headphones to get Max free from the from Vecna's grasp and then you still lose. So regardless, it's a, it's a limited time. And so so one, yeah, they're taking their, their time through the woods and the main point of that scene was to show that Steve has grown, but we know Steve has grown. Um, and I just, I really don't like the Nancy and Steve thing. I don't want that to happen, but whatever. We'll see where, where they go with that. But then the next thing that happens is that when they get caught by the vines and they're like getting choked, choked out, I think that's actually when the demodogs and everything get burned and then they get freed from the vines and they're able to get in front of Vecna. But then they do that. They still take their time. They're still like, oh, okay, that was a miracle. All right, well, let's go do this. And then there's like still like just kind of like moving slowly, standing in front of Vecna, slowly making the Molotovs. And I get that they're trying to be quiet, but the entire time I'm thinking, Max is literally in like at death's door right now. What are you guys doing? And so part of me was like, I kind of wish that Max stayed dead because I want them to feel like they failed like so utterly and completely. Um, and so part of me feels like it is kind of like a cop out for them not to leave Max dead, but at the same time, I, I like that character of Max, but that's also maybe a reason why maybe Max should have died, because realistically, nobody out of the kids have died since season one of Stranger Things. Like, nobody that can actually affect the kids and show the kids that this is real have, have, have died. So Max would have been 
Max and Eddie are like the first ones, you know, because like only Barb, Barb was only special to Nancy, really. No one else really knew or cared about Barb. So I, I feel like I would have liked that, but the show decided to take a kind of middle ground and it's like, okay, so Max is in a coma, but we know it really is the case, right? Max is like stuck in the other world in, in Vecna or, or something because Vecna assimilates his victims or whatever. So because of like, he, he, is, he was successful in killing Max, but then um, what's her name? Um, Eleven was able to bring her body back. But when she's in Max's mind, it's just empty and Max isn't there. It's because Max is in Vecna. So we know that in the next season, they're going to have to save Max's, I guess, mind, soul from Vecna. So fine. But I do, I'm like, I'm very mixed on them leaving Max alive. And I'm curious how you feel about that. Um, first of all, I have to say, I, I am in total agreement with you. I was incredibly frustrated when they were there with Vecna and they just stood there gawking for way too long. And then they like threw one... Um, and then they waited to see like oh what's gonna happen and then they like then they threw another one and and then they waited and then nancy started shooting and it was like at no point did um steve use the axe which i think would probably have been uh the best thing to use because i think that would have done the most you know it's melee that's gonna do the most damage um and the fire i think would have helped really weaken him and when he was on the ground i was like why waiting for him to stand up again just whack him while he's on the ground kick him while he's down right (laughs) but no then like they wait until he stands up and then nancy's like shooting him and then he falls out the window and i'm like as soon as he fell out of the window i was like he's just gonna get up again because i'm like always crush the skull always (laughs) um but no they didn't do that now he's alive um but yeah you're to answer your question about uh about how i feel about max um i don't know i didn't really want her to die yeah right um because i wanted them to succeed in saving her like i wanted them to like just be able to, I don't know, I just, there's something about kids dying that makes it harder to accept. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I don't like is the indecisiveness of, like, you know, you let her die or let her live. Right. But then they have her in, like, the middle and, like, 11 occasionally will try to, like, enter her mind and see if she can find her and stuff like that. And I'm like, Okay, it's going to be a whole thing. That's how I know that there's going to be another season. Also because Vecna survived. But um, I don't know. It just, I really wish that they just saved Max, killed Vecna, and did the whole series. That would have been, <laughs> maybe I wouldn't have been so upset about the whole length thing because I'd be like, oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> I get how this needed to happen, but now I don't because I'm just like this. Is just a regular series, and they did some something really weird with it. Um, but yeah, right. there's there's some inconsistencies there. Yeah, because there's gonna be a final season in that, and they said that season five will be the final season, so that will be the season that they defeat Vecna or whatever happens will happen. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, 
it's a little it's a little strange, especially because of the fact that with the whole Vecna thing, Vecna is still just like Eleven. So the entire time when they're sitting staring at him while he's burning, I'm thinking to myself, you guys can't afford to wait because Vecna still is a telekinetic. So he can the things that he's doing in the real world through like his like psychic link, he can do to you physically in front of you because he still has Eleven's power. He has like Eleven's same abilities. So if Eleven can do it in the real world or in the upside down, so can he. So once again, and it almost felt like a contrived moment where you know he's standing there just walking at them like menacingly. I'm like, I don't see why this dude just doesn't immediately look up, go like this, and then just toss people out the window. But you know, um, <laughs> I am I am curious to see where they would go for the end for the final season. It looks like those hopefully do some stiff some stuff with Will. Um, I also do think that this. Uh, episode was very well acted the emotional beats and emotional moments that happen like when Eddie dies after having the most metal concert in all of metaldom um, you know Dustin I think the actor that plays Dustin does a really good job of conveying that pain but then also when he has to tell Eddie's uncle what happened I was like this is a very like this actor is great like he's really doing a good job at this and there are other kind of like emotional scenes when uh, Max is begging to live. I'm like, oh, wow, this actress is doing a, like Sadie Sink is doing a really good job in this moment. So I will say that these young actors have definitely grown and they really did impress me um, in this final episode with like the emotional moments, um, how they were able to like convey them and make them feel real. Yeah, like I think that's also one of the things of why I was kind of upset that they let Max live because that performance of her death was so golden that I feel mm-hmm. like they kind of just ruined it by letting her live. Um, <laughs> and like that, that's kind of like a, it's like the success of the final scenes uh, that we like, like you know with Dustin and um, mm-hmm. Eddie's uncle. Uh, I also really enjoyed that, but what I didn't like was, uh, like, I just didn't think Eddie needed to die. That was... Oh, yeah, there's also that. Eddie shouldn't have died. Yeah, like, you know how in Titanic, they're like, Jack didn't need to die because he could have just gone up on that board? It was the same the mm. same way. I feel the same um, about Eddie's death. Like, he could have kept running. He could have just escaped. He didn't... Like, he had nothing to prove, really. The only thing I could really think of is there would have been no way to really prove to the world that he didn't murder Chrissy, and therefore he had no yeah. future, so he had to die. But um, but I disagree. I, I think if they were going to kill him off, they should have found a better way to do it, where there was no choice, and there was absolutely nothing they could have done but they made it a choice, and it was just kind of a stupid decision. Um, but it led to a really great acting scene for Dustin and the uncle, you know. But it just, I know it just there, there. It's like the reasons, like a stupid thing has to happen for the good thing to happen, like a good ending scene. But the the getting there was not working for me. <laughs> I. I can't disagree with you there because Eddie didn't have to die also because, like, you would think that, okay, he well, he stalled the bats, right? Well, it's like, first of all, the bats would have had a, a long time to get back to where Vecna was to try to attack Nancy and the others. But also, literally, like, five minutes later is when those bats all die, 
like simultaneously, like you said, like after Hopper does his thing. So Eddie kind of died for nothing. If Eddie had left, he would have lived and those bats still would have died. So everyone would have still been fine. So I get what you say because like I felt the same way. I kind of wish that his death felt more unavoidable because whenever you have deaths that feel avoidable, your audience is going to know that it feels stupid. But an earned death where there it really does feel like there was no other way and it feels like a noble sacrifice, that's going to make you that's going to make you feel more not only in that moment but it's going to make that follow up scene with Dustin and the uncle even more poignant because he really did die a hero as opposed to kind of feeling like he died kind of doing something heroic but he also didn't have to die so yeah i i definitely feel you there so at the end of the day like oh i am glad that 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 jerk that lucas fought like died um i was also surprised at like how crazy like I'm like, yo, Lucas is actually getting like beat up and like getting hurt in this fight. Cause I think, I don't think any of the other kids have really ever been hurt like that. I don't think Mike or Will even, and definitely not Dustin have ever been like physically assaulted. Like Lucas was like about to actually die. So I thought that that was interesting, but I'm glad that Lucas did come out of that strong and that guy did get his like, his uh villain his villain horror movie death but i disagree yeah. first of um, all he was you didn't like him die no uh at least i didn't like the way he died either um first mm-hmm. of all uh he wasn't awake when he died he was like kind of knocked out so he just kind of died in his sleep well, he, he wakes up when he dies he wakes up and he he sees the he sees the ground cracking as it comes to him and he's like wait what and then it goes under him and then he starts screaming as he's getting eviscerated oh i didn't see that i it happened yeah. too fast i i guess um but, yeah. but i i kind of wish i was kind of bummed that he died because i wanted him to live so he could see how he was being a jerk oh i wanted him to learn his lesson but he just you know and be remorseful and maybe even end up being part of the gang but um you know kind of like billy had only his... steve <laughs> no but only billy steve. billy had his his uh his moment of truth too before he died he did the you know oh, he fair. did something for max i think this guy didn't really get it so mm. he was just kind of like a one one dimensional villain to me uh which i, I didn't right like about that yeah, because at the beginning, I was like, oh, I kind of like him because he felt like a normal guy who actually cared about a girl and stuff like that. And then he just kind of did a 180 and became a black and white villain. Um, right. And then he had a black and white death. <laughs> black and white villain death. Um, I, yeah, I didn't. I, I disagreed with the outcome of that. Um, and then uh, I guess the, the only other thing about... like. I guess we, we kind of have to, to wrap things up now, but um, I was going to point out that um, there were two helicopters <laughs> and L only brought down one, so I don't know what happened to the other <laughs> helicopter and how they got away. Um, but that that aside, the last thing that I wanted to point out that <laughs> that I um, that really meant like a lot to me that I was kind of upset about, but I don't know how I would rewrite it is I don't like how Mike 
had to get oh. L there to be yeah. to save the day. I was like, why does she need Anime this power boy? And I, I, I like mean, it. oh, I he oh, had to do something. I, don't think I it's, guess it's yeah. It's not necessary that she needs this boy. I mean, L does a lot on her own. Like L even bringing that on the helicopter. She didn't do that because of some boy. Like that wasn't it. Like it's more like you know the whole thing. All of them are a team. You know, they're they're all a team. None of them could do it without each other. So they're helping each other out. And it's just in that moment, like it is the show is about like or a part of it is about the love between Mike and Elle. And so as cheesy as it is, that I think is their intention, just to show that their love is what also helps to to power her up. Because yeah, I mean up until that point, I mean, if you think about it, over the course of all of these seasons, Eleven kind of does everything on her own no one is able to like really stand toe to toe with 11 11 has saved all of them countless times um but that doesn't mean that she can never be saved you know what i mean so and even in this she wasn't really saved she was just encouraged and i feel like that's more i think that's a little different than like her just flat out needing him i think it was if to me it felt more like a thing of you're you're another part of my family that helps encourage me the same way Hopper or anybody else would, but I'm still going to be the one that does this in the end. And, and she does triumph. Um, but I think my more issue with that scene is the fact that it just, it feels like an anime power-up moment. <laughs> like, like what is different yeah. about, what, what's different about her now that she's heard that speech that wasn't in her before. She always knew the stakes. And now she's actively about to watch her friend die. Like, yeah. I'm more like, you You didn't need that speech, <laughs> but... Yeah, well, I mean, see, that's what I'm saying is that, like, it was unnecessary. I I agree that there is this whole thing about their relationship and, and their, you know, being a team. That's why I said, I guess I needed to give him something to do to contribute. But... Yeah, and he didn't doing anything. Like, Will's the yeah. same thing. They don't do anything yeah. at all in this season. I just feel like there's a time and a place for stuff like that and that just didn't feel like the right moment you know i almost feel like else watching max like be about to die would be would have been more powerful and more of a motivation than mike telling her that he loves her and believes in her and all that like the Shell is not about it. <laughs> oh man! I just—I was just uh, my eyes could not roll back any further into my eye sockets. <laughs> no, I definitely hear you there. Um, but that's probably all the time that we have for right now for our YouTube segment. If you guys want to hear us talk about more of this, you can check us out on our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/C3Films. We'd love to see you guys over there. We talk about this and other things on our Twitch channel, and you can just come say hi. Make sure you guys like come and give us a follow over there. But regardless, what did you guys think about the part two of Stranger Things season four? Did you enjoy it? Did you think that it, there needed to be a part two? Did you feel like it was too long? Did you feel like it wasn't long enough? Whatever you thought about it, comment below. Let us know. And while you're down there, if you give us a like, share, and subscribe. Even if you don't, though, I have been Chris, and this has been Cheryl, and we'll see you all next time.